0: It's a new day, yes it is. Wakey, wakey! Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them, rise and shine. This is your wake up call, people. Come on, the coffee's get on. Off. We're gonna get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleeting. up, my nerd? Nerd!
1: I work with a bunch of nerds.
0: I'm a nerd. And, uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
1: Rise and shine, nerds.
0: Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, when I was 10, I sent a, a, a letter to DC Talk asking if I could join the band.
1: And I'm Mo the shorter yet louder and some might say the smarter counterpart of the back row I'm a wife mom and super fan of all things friends and Just so you're aware. I prefer to wear sandals over shoes and I would really prefer to be barefoot.
0: You wear sandals over your shoes.
1: Yeah uh-huh. <laughs> You know what I mean yes as opposed to instead of
0: I'm, I'm not I'm not in that that category If I could wear my shoes in bed, I would.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I hate shoes. Like, my feet end up, like, I can feel them pulsating by the end of the day when I wear Really? Uh Uh-huh.
0: I just don't like having my feet exposed. Mm. So, if I'm not wearing shoes, I'm definitely wearing socks. Uh, I think it was a a big deal we went on that, we went on a trip uh, to... California for the CR summit mm-hmm. uh, with John, and John and I were sharing a room, and he said it was his goal that weekend to see my bare feet.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> Did he meet his goal?
0: He eventually got it. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: <clears throat> he he waited till I was coming out of the shower, so he got an eyeful. <clears throat> I I had a to towel. I mean, it's not. I wasn't. This was is a joke. This is a joke, everybody.
1: I mean. <laughs> Side story. When we went to Summit, I think it was the last morning, we had to be up the earliest.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because y'all had to go at least an hour early. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you chose to woke up, woke up, wake up, get woke. You chose to wake (laughs) up right around the same time just so you could be ready and make sure everybody else was up and moving and... I want to say it was the last the last morning. I could be wrong. Anyway, one of the mornings you got up before us and took the shower (laughs) and we met ways in the kitchen just past the bathroom as you were walking to your room. And I was like, oh, there's Matt. Yep in shorts and nothing else okay i'm going to the bathroom
0: i mean it's just like me being at the pool
1: sure (laughs) but it was definitely one of those i don't i've never seen matt not fully clothed okay Little taken back right now.
0: Nobody's ready for it.
1: <laughs> Nobody. Whatever.
0: Today on the show, the best April Fool's pranks of all time.
1: Uh, we've also got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more.
0: But first, today is April 5th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate.
1: That's right. It's National Deep Dish Pizza Day.
0: Heck yes. That's
1: actually kind of hard to say. National Deep Dish Pizza Day. <laughs> yeah.
0: I-, I love me some deep dish pizza.
1: I prefer thin.
0: I uh, you know I will say I do prefer thin thin is probably the top for me it's like but
1: all the best stuff on a cracker
0: it's it's it. It. it's thin or ridiculously thick those are the two choices that I go to
1: that's fair not in the middle that, I can okay that's fair. <laughs> I just don't think I've ever had a really good deep dish pizza
0: now, yeah, deep dish is different from pan mm-hmm. pizza. Like yes. you think of deep dish pizza from Pizza Hut, you're thinking of a pan pizza, which is different. Right. Deep dish is the...
1: Chicago-style deep yeah, dish it's, pizza. It's
0: it's made almost like a, an actual pie. Like, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> but it's, it can be real good, y'all. So a pizza pie. I don't I remember where I was that I had a really good one. Uh, I think it was somewhere up in Idaho, uh, of all places.
1: But, was it on uh, y'all's trip this past
0: no, no, no. You this know? was this was when I was uh, a teenager still. Okay, but I just I still have fond memories of it.
1: Okay, <laughs> um, and you know what? It's also National Flash Drive Day.
0: Flash drives are really kind of going the way of the dodo themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they were the they were the new it. They were the new trend for for transferring files between folks, and now unless you're getting like a a big flash drive, like a, you know, a terabyte flash Mm -hmm. drive to back up your systems and files and all this, most people are using Google Drive, Dropbox. I mean, Google, Google makes their drive free now if you use just Gmail Mm -hmm. to send it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I use Dropbox for almost everything now. Yeah. It's, it's just so much more convenient than, hey, bring in a flash drive with that file.
1: That's true. But I
0: still remember doing it on uh, floppy disks. Yeah. Like that phased out as I was entering high school. Like I remember our our high school got, uh, Emacs, and it was the first time we didn't have a floppy disk drive, and we're like, how are we going to transfer files back and forth? And so we, I know my uh, journalism class had to go buy a bunch of the extensions. That would add a flash drive, okay. or I mean, a, a floppy disk drive yeah. to it, uh, just so we could work. Mm-hmm. It was very inconvenient when we first made that leap. And it's always, it's always Apple, isn't it? It's always Apple that forces people to find a new way. I don't
1: know. They Is still it did, always they,
0: Apple? I mean, they still they did it with the phones. They got rid of the headphone jack. That's true. And so now everybody doesn't have a headphone jack. It's like they're forcing the way forward. Like the headphone jack. We were all used to. We had no problem with the headphone jack. Headphone jack worked for headphones. It worked for connecting it to the car directly. Like mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. A lot of people were very upset. Mm-hmm. Some people still are. Some people still have to buy the weird dongle thing that uh-huh, gives you the, the, the headphone jack. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then it takes up your charging port. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Yep. I was so pretty upset that uh, I
0: was pretty upset that Android followed suit. This past generation, but they sure did. Yeah, well. And then that basically forced me to buy Bluetooth uh, earbuds. And, uh, well, you know what? I love them. I, I wear was going to say,
1: time. you had Bluetooth <laughs> earbuds prior? Actually
0: have, actually have. No, no, no. Not prior to the. You didn't? No. I've really only had them for about a year. Really? Mm hmm. But oh. I do have two sets. Okay. Because the about the original ones on the tail end. And then I bought, then the new ones came out like a month later and I bought those two. And so now I have a set exclusively for computer stuff and one exclusively for my phone.
1: I'm shaking my head.
0: They're great. They're fantastic. What were we talking about? Flash drives.
1: Yeah, flash drives. There you go. There you go.
0: I'm still a fan of them, but.
1: Well. Yeah. yeah. Man. You know, I was going to comment about floppy disks, and then I was going to comment about Apple versus Android, and then I was going to comment about headphones, and yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right.
0: I'm more awake than you.
1: Just know that I have thoughts that I'm not sharing. Think them. Think them out loud. No, really. It's fine.
0: (laughs) It's fine. Well, how's your week been, Bo?
1: Well, it's been two weeks, really.
0: It really has. Yeah, that's right. Last week, kind of unexpectedly. Yeah. We had to take a week off uh, just because our schedules could not sync. Yeah. Correctly. Um, I went on a trip, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we went to Carlsbad, New Mexico, not California, um, which is where the really awesome cavern is.
0: Did you not go to the cavern? Yeah. You did go?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Wasn't there at some point where I where you hadn't gone and I was telling you we're going to force you to go at some we,
1: point? We this was the first time we had ever been. Okay, we've been here I didn't almost. Know you went there? Yeah, we've been here I almost a decade, that. and this is the first time we've gone. And I am a fan. Thank I'm goodness. a fan of Carlsbad. I'm a fan of, um, the caverns.
0: The caverns are amazing. Yeah, I've been five times. Love it every time. The last time I went by myself. So I could just take my time, examine every little thing. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful.
1: I could see where that would be. That would be a lot of fun to just really go. Now I will say this: for those of you who don't know, you are going down 750 feet
0: mm-hmm. into the earth.
1: Uh huh. Um, into a cave, and so you get to see some of the just most amazing. Natural architecture is what I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, That you will ever, ever see. And we've been in several caverns, several caves over the years. But there was something about this one that was really unique and just really special. Um, however, you're not just going down. You go down and then you go across. So once you hit like as... um. Deep as you're gonna go, yeah. Then you go
0: out. Yeah, then it's a sprawling. Yeah, like a floor.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Um And I'm not exactly sure how far out it goes, but it took us about 45 minutes to get down mm-hmm. the 750 feet. But I'm then glad I was... y'all
0: went the the natural route to yeah. go down because it's so much fun. Yeah, it really is.
1: It now my legs were killing me. Oh yeah, it'll kill your calves
0: for sure because you're on a
1: slight. <laughs> decline the entire time and so you're kind of like yeah yeah. and so you're kind of like squatted you know as you walk (laughs) so you don't fall man my thighs were (laughs) burning by the end of it um but i forget where i was going
0: the sprawling you didn't know how long it was
1: yeah so you go down 750 feet i'm not sure how far out you actually go but i want to say it it's longer out than what it
0: pretty sure yeah
1: actually is down it took more than 45 minutes for us to go out Mm. but i'm not entirely sure if that's because we did kind of meander and really look at things and enjoy our time
0: yeah you can't really meander going down because there's other people coming down and there's only one path and you're in the way
1: right (laughs) right and you know everybody walking downwards on a decline you're likely to get trampled at some point (laughs) if you just stop in in the middle um to take something in but um it's monday morning and my thoughts are not connecting
0: were there were there a lot of people there
1: there were a fair amount of people surprisingly there were more people than what i thought there were going to be just due to covid Mm. you know i thought that there were going to be far less people i will okay so we apparently you have to make reservations to go now just to, like, reserve your spot. Oh,
0: I didn't know du- that, yeah. Well, due to COVID. Of COVID.
1: Uh-huh. Counting, you know, numbers and whatever. We could not get a spot online at all. It was, everything was booked until the following Monday, and we were leaving on Sunday, so it was just pointless. So I had called, and they were like, you know, sometimes they'll hold some tickets back for people who aren't able to get online, so just make it up there first thing in the morning and and see if they have hmm. any. Well, first thing in the morning for the oaks means 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, And so I we're going up and I'm telling the kids, guys, if we don't get to go in, we'll just walk around. You know, we'll see what we can see from from the outside. But we'll come back at some point and, you know, actually explore the cave and they were like, okay, so I'm just kind of trying to prepare them right. so that they're not completely <laughs> let down because I was not thinking there was going to be any way we were getting in. And we walk up, and the first initial person who greets you, he's like, do you guys have your reservation time? And we're like, well, actually, no, we weren't able to, to get any online. And he's like, okay, I think that we have a couple left. How many are in your party? We're, five. Okay. Go up to this this window right here. So we go over to the window. We let her know, you know, we we weren't able to purchase online. And she says, Okay, I have ten pulled aside. How many do you need? Five. We need five of them. She's like, Okay. It's for the last tour of the day at 1 And it it's about eleven fifteen at this point, eleven twenty. Mm. So we're like, Okay, we can we can make yeah, that's that not work. Too long. Yeah, we can make that work. Um, we pay, we get our tickets, we exit just as we are exiting a family of six is walking in oh. uh huh, and they're like, yeah, we didn't get our tickets online. We, you know, they told us to come and the guy looks at the lady and he's like, they have six. And she's like, it's fine. Just <laughs> let them come on. But we're closed. We're closed now. We're not selling anymore. And he was like, oh, okay. Thank goodness. Yep. That so we were, <laughs> yeah, we were literally right at the end. Wow. Yep. Yep. So it was pretty cool. And Cannon was like, he's like, Mom, I prayed the whole way up here that we would get tickets to get in. I was like, well, see, see what happens when you pray. (laughs) But it was amazing. And the only downfall was at one point, I started to really realize that I was in the ground (laughs) and started to freak out because they're like, Once you're down there in the middle of it, there's no way out other than turn around and walk back, or keep going until you hit the elevator. Yeah. And there's no map down there to let you know just how far you have to go before you hit
0: before you hit the main room. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like.
0: So you started panicking all I the way down. See, yeah,
1: no. Well, I started, no, when we were in the room, oh, walking okay. from.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: Doing the huge floor exploration. Right. I was like, when does this end? When, <laughs> when are we, when are we actually walking back? <laughs> Not walking to, but walking, you know, mm-hmm. walk it out. I need to get out of here. I got to get out. How
0: long did that last? <laughs>
1: Probably fifteen minutes or really? so, oh, and Chris gosh. Chris knew right away because we had we had gone camping. We took our dogs with us. They were in the camper, and Cannon said several times, "He's like, I think the dogs are just freaking out. I'm sure they're just going crazy in the camper." And every time I was like, "They're fine, no big deal." Well, he said it one time, and it just. It, like, triggered something in me. And I just took off, like, walking. I'm the
0: dog in the camper. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just started speed walking as fast as I could. And Chris is like, all right, just leave your mom alone for a little while. And I did. I was a good at least 10 people ahead of my family just walking. Like, get me out of this place. I can't take it anymore. I am done. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> So
0: but you eventually calm down
1: eventually calm down and
0: we're able to enjoy the rest of it
1: when all so when all the other people were still walking in the same direction as opposed to we were passing people going in the opposite direction yeah because as long as we're passing people going in the opposite direction i'm like okay these people have turned around and are going back they're oh
0: you're thinking you know what i mean <laughs>
1: So, yeah, once once everybody was all walking in the same direction towards the same place, I was like, "Okay, we have to be on the tail end now. (laughs) We have to be. So, yeah.
0: Uh well, I'm glad you finally got to go.
1: It was awesome. Yeah. And the KOA in Carlsbad is amazing.
0: Yeah, Carlsbad is a is a gem. It's a hidden gem in our in our lovely state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh you think of the caverns, but the city itself is nice. Uh it I remember really is. when Deidre and I went, um they had a uh they I hope they still do. They had a drive-in movie theater, which back then was rare. Like they're popping up everywhere now this past year because of COVID. But back then it was rare. It was our first experience at a drive-in theater. I believe this was several, several years ago, mm-hmm. over a decade ago. But, uh, we like, we got a pizza. We went and watched, uh, I want to say it was like, 27 dresses or something it was the only thing playing but we're like we're at a drive-in theater this is dope yeah they had a little restaurant there too so we, we had brought a pizza with us from a, a local pizza place called a uh, pizza inn which uh, it's a chain technically but it there's is. like only a few of them
1: so it's a big thing on the east
0: yeah it's but i mean huge. there's only a few of them here in new mexico yeah, and they're yeah. all and they're all south new mexico okay but uh yeah we had one in hobbs and then there was one in, in carlsbad i'm like oh we need to get this pizza. Mm-hmm. And so we got that and it was great, even though it was mostly cold by the time the movie started. Uh, but then that the kitchen they had there was also amazing. Like We ordered like five orders of f- fries because they were so good. They were the best fries we'd ever had. Nice. Uh, but it was nice. It was a cool experience. The whole place. Very nice.
1: It is definitely mm-hmm. a must-see for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we've done Meow Wolf now and we've done Carl's by Patterns.
0: Yeah, I, I really want to do Meow Wolf again. Yeah, Wolf was a, a dang blast.
1: I wonder how it would be with COVID. Maybe now it wouldn't be quite as like. I don't know. I don't know.
0: They have reopened again. I know that. Yeah. Um, But I did that also on that same trip. <laughs> See, when I had gone to. Uh,
1: on a testimony tour, wasn't it?
0: No, this wasn't. This wasn't a part of the testimony tour. I don't oh. think. Um. I I had gone to Albuquerque to give my testimony. Okay. Um, but my family was in Idaho, I mm-hmm. believe, at the yeah. time, and so I'm like, well, I'm gonna just take my time. So since I was in Albuquerque, I'm like, I'm gonna go up to Santa Fe and see this meow wolf thing. It looks really cool, and it was super dang cool. Just a weird experience all around. Uh, and as I'm driving, or as I'm starting to drive uh, home, I'm uh, I look at my map. I'm like, huh. Carlsbad's only like an extra 30 minutes from uh you know yeah as opposed to going home. Yeah. I'm like hmm I got like two more days. I'm going to go to Carlsbad. <laughs> so Why I went not? to Carlsbad, went through the caverns all by myself, which was a really neat experience. Uh and you'd think you know I get I get claustrophobic sometimes too, mm-hmm. you know, and I get I get panicky and not typically when there's Family around, definitely Daedra. You know, I don't really freak out as much when Daedra's with me, so I kind of worried about that going down. I'm like, what if I start panicking in the middle of this place? And yeah, nobody knows me, and
1: I'm having anyone around. Help. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what if I fall into this that big old pit one? uh You know, remember at the I think it's at the tail end of the far end of oh, the room. Yes. There's that big, just gaping hole that you could easily just fall over the edge mm-hmm. into. Uh, but no, didn't have a problem. What was weird is I experienced for the first time down there since I was alone, I experienced dead silence. Mm. Like true dead silence, where you're just hearing just in your ears. Yeah. You know, the blood in your ears. Uh that never happened before. I was like in this weird little cave circle. I'm like, I can hear every noise my body's
1: making. Mm-hmm.
0: You could start to hear your like stomach, everything. Is very strange. Yeah. Um. But it's neat. It's neat. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to take adventures just by yourself. Yeah. Uh. And I think you lose sight of that when you're, when you're married, when you're, when you have kids and all that. Occasionally, I'm not saying make this a, a regular thing, but you know, once every few years, get away, do something just you, just you and God, just you and and uh, the world. <laughs> hmm. And uh, connect with yourself a little bit. Yeah. A little Mm self-care. Treat yourself.
1: Treat yourself. (laughs) You know know what wasn't silent? Mm -hmm. This past week at school. Because all the kids came.
0: (laughs) Every kid. Gosh. The only thing I noticed as a parent, uh, as an outside observer, was it took me far longer to get my kid picked up at the end of the day because there were so many cars now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Monday. Within the first thirty minutes I'm like, Oh my gosh, it is so loud in this building.
0: <laughs> it's been over a year. Yeah. Since it's been that way. Yeah. It's so crazy.
1: But other than that, it was it was a really good week. Really good week. Spring break was a great week. And then the first week back to a little bit of normalcy within the school building was a good oh, week.
0: It was nice. It was exhausting. <laughs> the normalcy at my house was nice. <laughs> 'Cause my boys, my boys get along well, but they're very loud. And Johnny, my little one, gets very whiny and grumpy with his brother around. But when his brother's gone, he's the sweetest, uh, quietest kid that uses his imagination, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just so nice in the house. <laughs> When they can get a break from each other.
1: Yep. I uh, understand. So
0: that's been my week.
1: Yeah. Well, there we go.
0: That and my wife has spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on uh uh girl stuff Aww. for our little baby coming.
1: Aww. Oh gosh, have y'all picked a name can... yet?
0: Oh yeah. Oh. That's the thing we you... keep secret.
1: <laughs> i mean as long as it's not martha
0: it's not martha it was going to be martha when johnny was going to uh-huh. be yeah yeah but we both have we both both moved on from thank you uh, from martha
1: i'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> i think you'll
0: like it I, I like it a lot yeah it was the it was the first one that we came up with and we were both like oh that's great that's a great name so
1: okay are you keeping in tradition with the middle names? No. Oh, okay. That, be- because we're fair. only having one. Yeah, that's yeah. fair.
0: So our first two boys, the middle names were uh, my dad's name and, and Dager's dad's name. Right. Yeah, we can't do that with the girl.
1: It could be a, a dual middle name.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, Hillary, her friend Hillary, w- wants us to combine them uh, with Tina and Judy and have her middle name be Tanudi.
1: <laughs> you know? Why not?
0: And so until we tell her the name, she's calling her Little Tanudi.
1: Little Tanudi. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got a top list. Stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. WB and DC Comics released a new statement regarding some of their potential films, announcing that the new Gods movie, as well as the Aquaman spinoff The Trench, will not be moving forward. Uh, Surprisingly, though, it seems that Supergirl is still in development, as is the Green Lantern Corps movie. We know that HBO Max is developing a Green Lantern series that will feature several prominent lanterns, but noticeably absent are the three most well-known, Kyle Rayner, Jon Stewart, and Hal Jordan. So are those still being saved for this upcoming film? Let's keep our fingers crossed. If you're one of the tens of people who were waiting for the sixth Transformers movie to be announced. Well, apparently it's already been announced and it's just kind of gotten no press and that's fine. But, uh, yeah, it's coming. Anthony Ramos is in talks to so join Transformers 6. The film is set to be directed by Stephen Cappell Jr., but there is no further news about how, what the movie's storyline is going to be, when it's going to be released, or anything. Just just know that we live in a world where a sixth Transformers movie is happening. I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that there are going to be huge robot mecha battles in maybe downtown hmm, New York, Chicago, somewhere. I think I'm too far off. And finally, in this all movie news edition of LTNN, Thundercats, the film, is getting the Godzilla vs. Kong director, Adam Wingard. Uh, Wingard is set to rewrite the film's script with Simon Barrett. The project will be a hybrid of CGI and animation. Uh, That seems weird, but uh, Thundercats, ho, I guess. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I am Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we got a top list for you coming up. And then later in the show, we've got the best April Fool's Day pranks of all time.
1: But before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. Uh, The original name for the search engine Google was Backrub.
0: What? Oh. Yep. No.
1: Yep. There was a whole explanation as how they changed it to Google, and it had to do with the number of searches and the relation. Relation. Relation? The relation to the numbers and the letters, and it made zero sense to me, so I just... (laughs) I just stuck with the original. This sounds awful. It used to be back rub. Ooh. Yep. Uh, The oldest known living land animal is a tortoise named Jonathan, who is 187 years old. He was born in 1832 and has lived on the island of St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean since 1882. Damn turtles, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Miss Piggy and Yoda were both voiced by the same person, puppeteer Frank Oz.
0: Yes. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh there mm. are Kermie <laughs> there are no muscles in your fingers their function is controlled by muscles in your palms and arms
0: Then what's my finger made of? Bones
1: and and fat
0: They're just they're just little sausages there's no muscle in them exactly. at all
1: Exactly What?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I
1: mean you can't like Work your mu- your fingers out, and then gaze. everything you
0: everything you do is working them out. Right? Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. They won't, they won't get bigger,
1: exactly. I guess,
0: I guess and they do get fatter and thinner. Yeah, but they don't get buff. That'd be weird. True, <laughs> His fingers are so buff.
1: What's your most muscular part of your body? Uh, probably my fingers. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm never gonna look at fingers the same way again.
1: <laughs> yeah, tiny sausages. Uh, the wedding of Princess Diana and Prince Charles was watched by 750 million people worldwide in 1981. Wow. Mm-hmm. Her funeral actually brought in more viewers yeah. than the wedding. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was weird because we were we were little kids when that happened. Right?
1: Yeah. Um
0: We weren't teenagers.
1: Yeah, I think we were pre-teens.
0: Yeah. And so 11? Maybe. I remember just like, why is everybody so making such a big deal about one one lady who died? <laughs> no, I get it. Oh, she was a, a legitimate princess that a lot of people didn't like.
1: And there was a whole scandal there. Yeah. So we were 12 when she passed away. Mm, okay. Well, I was 12. You were almost 12. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was in, it was on August 31st, yeah. 1997.
0: That was weird. That yeah. was just, just before our ability to really take in what was happening in the world. That's true. Politically and socially, social economically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All
1: right. I do feel like that was the first... Was that... Okay. <laughs> Did Princess... Diana pass away before or after OJ Simpson and the white Bronco
0: Before the trial. Uh, that was after, I think
1: her death was after.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember the OJ Simpson trial stuff. I'm, I'm remembering in relation to where my room was in my house. And I'm remembering seeing that kind of stuff uh, when I was around like eight or nine, I think.
1: Okay. So I was going to say with Princess Diana, I felt like that was the first time that I could really remember, like, scandal Mm. in Hollywood, quote-unquote Hollywood, you know? And
0: I don't remember so much O.J. Simpson being a scandal as much as just hearing it all the dang time. Really? I just remember hearing his name over and over again, because every time I'd be watching TV or whatever, you'd get those commercials for the news. Updates on the O.J. Simpson trial tonight at 11. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't remember, like... As a kid understanding what that was or that he was a bad guy or anything.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) We watched it on the Channel One News Mm. every morning in school. Oh, they put they talked about it? Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: On the school
1: thing? Yep. So it was a big deal. Like I remember I yeah. So maybe that's why, like for me, so that happened in ninety four. I Googled it. Yeah. The trial was in 94. Princess Diana died in 97.
0: Okay. So it was earlier. Okay.
1: Yeah. So maybe for me. Yeah. Hey,
0: I was like spot on. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yep. I remember Princess Diana's death being a pretty big deal, being a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. And so.
0: Yeah. I, like I do remember that being a big thing.
1: That's probably But the OJ Simpson
0: trial was much bigger and lasted for so long. <laughs> like it was yeah. months and months of this stuff. From the Ford Bronco thing up through the end of the trial up to he's acquitted. I mean, it was a long process. <laughs> Did you ever watch that miniseries they made that like that? Not a documentary, but it was like a like a retelling of the whole thing from the perspective. Mm-mm. of
1: the. I don't think so. Of
0: the prosecutors.
1: No, um, I would probably really like it. Though. It's
0: really. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, like it was really good. Interesting. I don't remember what it's called now, but it was really good.
1: I'll have to look it up.
0: And it had a, 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 a David Schwimmer in it.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. He was, was, he... He was OJ's uh, buddy. The buddy or the lawyer? What? The Kardashian? I'm pretty sure he was the buddy. Okay.
0: Maybe. No. Wait, yeah. He was a Kardashian, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: I mean, he kind of looks like him.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. But anyway, it was a really good series. Okay. Been, gosh. How long has that been since that's been out? I feel like it's been five or six years since that came out. Time has no meaning.
1: It really doesn't.
0: Just, just get older,
1: and older. I know. And I know. Time it's never really, stops. Hey. really quite sad.
0: Hey, topless time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've got here, uh, two weeks ago, we did the Stupid World Records No One Is Attempting to Beat.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and We only went through about half the list. Uh And so we're going to pick that up with a part two here. Nice. All right. So next up, the largest object ever removed from a human skull.
1: Yeah, I can see why no one is trying to beat this one.
0: (laughs) Getting stabbed isn't a fun experience, especially if you were stabbed in the head. That means you would either die or suffer a giant deal of brain damage. In 1998, an American man named Michael Hill was stabbed in the head with a survival knife measuring eight inches in length. He was fortunate enough to survive the stabbing, and he even became famous for it. He currently holds the world record for having the largest object removed from a human skull, a record that no one should ever want to beat. Yeah, I, I remember this. Really? From, yeah, hearing about this from childhood, that he had it removed and fortunately did not really experience a bunch of brain damage. Like, it, it stabbed him in just the right place.
1: Well, I mean, it's right there in the name. It's a survival knife. So <laughs>
0: That's okay to get stabbed with. You'll always survive. <laughs> That's Good. not what
1: I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying. Do not. <laughs> Listeners, please. Good
0: grief. Uh, you can send your comments to Mo no. at the
1: <laughs> <laughs> No. No.
0: <laughs> All right, next up. Surviving the fastest car crash. Okay. I apologize if this one gives you anxiety. The fastest car crash anyone has survived took place on the 17th of November, 1966 at the Bonneville Salt Flats near Utah. This is where they do the land speed records. Okay. Remember the movie Rat Race? Yes. Remember, uh, was it Whoopi Goldberg? Was she in that? I don't know. Pretty sure. Uh The the female black lady in the movie, which I'm pretty sure was Whoopi Goldberg, uh, like... Did a big portion of her race by landing in Utah, getting in a land speed vehicle and just zooming off. Uh not realizing it was gonna take her up to like a thousand miles an hour. Uh but anyway, Land Speed Record Art Afron Arfron phones Good night. Uh, was piloting his jet-powered Green Monster at 610 miles per hour. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: When the bearings on the right front reel seized, sending the car tumbling for more than a mile across the flats. More than a mile. He was pulled out of the wreckage, dazed and bloodied, but only suffered cuts, bruises, and friction burns. So. um,
1: Can I say something? Sure. He was going over six hundred miles an hour, and he tumbled for more than a mile at that speed. It's like not that far
0: that's true, that's true. It probably happened really quickly, yeah too, yeah, yeah, good point. you're making a lot of good points, thanks. <laughs> you thought it was too early for your brain to work.
1: I can't make my thoughts connect.
0: But <laughs> All right, next up sniffing the most feet and armpits.
1: Oh, what? <laughs> Why is this even a thing?
0: A lab worker named Madeline Albrecht uh, has the distinction of holding the world record for sniffing the most armpits and feet. a record she achieved during her 15-year career at Hilltop Research Laboratories in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's estimated that poor Albrecht has sniffed roughly 5,600 feet, which you can try to beat if you dare. She's also sniffed an indeterminate number of armpits. This means that you will probably need to smell at least 6,000 armpits just to get close to her mythical record. Uh
1: okay, for so multiple I'm, reasons, I feel like this one's dumb.
0: I I'm assuming it's because sh- this is this is a she works at a right. laboratory that that handles body odor.
1: Yeah, it's part of her job. So it's part of the I testing process. Sure. <laughs> but I also don't feel like you can have a like you can hold a record for something without being able to say I have definitively done this many of this. You know what I mean?
0: Sure, sure. But at least she's got the feet number. No,
1: it's roughly.
0: Close. Well, that might be the article.
1: A record needs to be able to be broken.
0: That might be. No, this is the whole point of the
1: article. (laughs) It's records nobody's going to beat. Sure. But it's records nobody wants to beat. That's true. Not, nobody can beat. <laughs> and this one, nobody's going to ever be able to beat that one. What about one of the other scientists that are doing the exact same well, thing I, she's Well, I think the doing? point is
0: that she did it for 15 straight years, and I think most people don't last that long in that position, is the idea. Well... Who would want to, right? That's,
1: like, at this point, the only reason to continue doing it is to beat her record. And now I don't know that I'll ever be able to beat her record.
0: Because I don't know how much she's done. Because I don't
1: know how many.
0: Yeah. You're, you're making a lot of good points today. <laughs> Next up, the lightest woman ever. Lucia Zarate from Mexico has been described by the Guinness Book of World Records as the lightest woman to ever live at just 4.7 pounds. She was only 21.5 inches tall. She's the lightest and one of the shortest humans to ever walk the planet. To get an idea of how tiny she really was, her calf was barely thicker than the average adult male thumb.
1: She couldn't live in Clovis. No. She'd get blown away.
0: Blown the heck away.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the world's longest fingernails. This is a classic one. It's a classic one. This is a Guinness. They're uh, always staple. disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Sh- Shrid- Shridhar Chilal from India didn't cut his nails for 66 years. Just before eventually cutting them, his nails measured over 29 feet in length. Now, he only did this in one hand. So he had one normal hand and one hand that had, like, a big elongated like elongated sleeve to cover up what was happening. Uh, and he had to, like, hold his arm up all the time when he was walking. He couldn't, like, let it drag because all that would drag. So he had to hold it up just to keep it above the ground.
1: Can you imagine just the work and effort that takes? Because I can be doing absolutely nothing and my nail breaks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I would be so ticked. (laughs) I've been working on this for years, and I did nothing, and it broke. Oh, I'd be so mad. (laughs) I would be so mad.
0: All right, next up, biggest kidney stone.
1: Kidney stones.
0: Kidney stones do not normally get much bigger than a golf ball. Uh, And even that is considered very large and unusual. But there's always an exception to every rule. In 2009, a Hungarian named Sandor Sarkadi had a 1.13 kilogram or 2.5 pound kidney stone removed. And it was the size of a coconut.
1: Wow. Yeah. How do you... How do... do, Hmm.
0: Yeah. How do you live? How do you walk?
1: Yeah. How do you let it get that big (laughs) without it really...
0: Messing things up in your body. Yeah. Just bursting through the kidney at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Man. I don't know.
1: He earned that record. (laughs) I won't argue about it.
0: (laughs) Next one. Most cockroaches eaten in one minute. Ew. Most normal people hate cockroaches with a passion but that's not always the case see there, there's some people who actually eat them. <laughs> Ken Edwards of Derbyshire England probably loves eating cockroaches more than anyone else on the planet. After all he's a man who holds the record most most convulsing over here Bigger and bigger every second After all, he's a man that holds the record for eating more cockroaches in one minute. On the set of the Big Breakfast TV show in March 5th, 2001, he ate 36 in a minute. <laughs> Roughly one every two seconds.
1: <laughs> Man.
0: Remember when we ate crickets and we were just so relieved there were no like, legs mm-hmm. or anything? Yeah. Well, imagine eating a whole cockroach. You've stepped on a cockroach. You've yeah. seen what mm-hmm. comes out of that. Ugh. Ugh.
1: I can't listen anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up, the tornado survivor. The furthest distance survived in a tornado is 398 meters, or 1,307 feet, achieved by Matt Suter in Missouri back in 2006. He was knocked unconscious uh, during, uh, he was in his mobile home when a tornado engulfed him. Uh, knocked unconscious and awoke 398 meters away in a nearby field and only suffered minor injuries.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: You we all heard the, those stories of, like, a baby getting sucked up in a tornado and then land safely a mile away. I've
1: never, never heard, heard that never story. never heard that story?
0: No. Yeah, that happened at some point Uh long time ago. I think when we were kids that happened, that story came about. But, yeah. And then other times someone gets thrown through. A literal tree, and they're dead. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you never know; they're unpredictable. And lastly, most broken bones. This one uh, makes sense when you hear who it is: Evil Knievel. Ah, yeah. Pioneer of motorcycle long jumping exhibitions holds the record for the most broken bones in recorded history. He has suffered four hundred and thirty-three bone fractures. Uh, by the end of 1975, after that year and after suffering numerous concussions and hundreds of broken bones, he decided to retire from major performances. Uh, wow! Yeah, he did continue to do smaller exhibitions around the country with his son Robbie, uh, establishing him as his successor. Uh, thank goodness, his son has not tried to break his his dad's record. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a little, a little more sense, I guess. <laughs> or a little more fear. Little I mean. Bit,
0: maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for our main topic today, you know, we kind of missed April Fool's Day because last week we had to inadvertently not be on. Uh, and so we're going to kind of celebrate April Fool's Day a little late. We're going to be sharing some of our, 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 well, some of the best big hoaxes of all time for April Fool's Day. And uh, we have a, there's a giant list from hoaxes.org of the the top 100. And uh, we kind of split this article in half. And Mo went and picked uh, her favorite 10 from her half. And I picked my favorite, I think, 11 from my half. And so we're going to go through these. uh, But let's give you a taste of them before we take our next break. So my first one is uh, the Swiss Spaghetti Harvest. This happened in April 1st uh, of 1957. The respected BBC news show Panorama announced that thanks to a very mild winter and the virtual elimination of the dreaded spaghetti weevil, Swiss farmers were enjoying a bumper spaghetti crop. It accompanied this announcement with footage of Swiss peasants pulling strands of spaghetti down from trees. Huge numbers of viewers were taken in. Many called the BBC wanting to know how they could grow their own spaghetti tree. To this, the BBC diplomatically replied, place a sprig of spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. Even the director general of the BBC later admitted that after seeing the show, he checked in an encyclopedia to find out uh, how it was spaghetti actually grew. But the encyclopedia had no information on the topic. The broadcast remains by far one of the most popular and widely acclaimed April Fool's Day hoaxes ever, making it an easy pick for number one here on our list.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think that's insane.
0: <laughs> the video, which is in black and white, of course, is really, it's really rather funny.
1: I actually like, remember hearing about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it is There's well it. known. I've uh-huh. heard about it before. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, back then, like today, that seems so ridiculous because we've all seen the process. You know, it's been how it's made. It's That's been, true. You know, unwrapped. Yeah. You know, we've 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 all some made our own at home. But you know, back in 1957, a lot of things were unknown to us. Yeah, you know, we just kind of accepted that they existed in the world and someone else was taking care of it. They're like, what? You grow your spaghetti?
1: hmm Which is why an encyclopedia had to be referenced to, <laughs> to figure How out. How does spaghetti grow? <laughs> right? Man, those were the times. Looking in, looking in encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my first pick was actually one that kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, kind of frowned upon. As far as April Fools is concerned,
0: oh yeah, I got gotcha.
1: But there is some some humor in it, um, and it happened on April first, twenty fourteen, when Stephen Barrows borrows Barrows, professor of economics and. What is that word?
0: At uh, Aquinas College.
1: Oh, Aquinas College. Okay. Uh, He had a strict rule that if a student's phone rang during class that they had to answer it on speakerphone (laughs) in front of everyone. So when Taylor Nefsi's phone rang on April 1st, he enforced that rule and the entire class proceeded to hear this. Hi. This is Kevin from the Pregnancy Resource Center, and per your request, I'm calling to inform you that the test results have come back positive. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, The professor's face immediately turned red, and he muttered, Okay, you might want to shut that down. (laughs) When the call finally ended, he gravely apologized to her, but she assured him that it was okay. She had been expecting the news. In fact, she had already picked out a name for the baby its first name was going to be april and the middle name fool <laughs> there's actually a video of the prank that was uploaded to youtube a few days later and yeah it, it quickly racked up 25 million views and was featured on multiple national news programs so it's been uh, hailed the best classroom april fool's day prank ever and at this point is certainly the most widely shared and celebrated one
0: yeah so i didn't know this one was on the list but i've seen this video before and it's hilarious yeah i'm gonna have to go watch the the teacher the teacher's reaction you could tell. You could tell he was just. Oh, this was a terrible mistake. So his apology is like, "I'm so sorry. I want to tell you in front of everybody. I'm so incredibly sorry." <laughs> and when they when they said it was an April Fool's Day prank, he's like, "Oh my gosh! All right, extra points for everybody." Uh, he said, "You do not know how big of a relief it is in my soul to know this was a joke." <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. It was was a heartwarming kind of thing. It was nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we got a
1: huge list of these. Stick around. It's Mo from the Back Row Morning Show, and I've got five random facts for you. An elephant's heart weighs around 30 pounds, and a human heart is a mere 10 ounces. The Earth's circumference is 24,900 miles. According to recent research, the human nose can distinguish at least a trillion different odors. The word strengths is the largest word in the English language with only one vowel. And Hawaiian pizza was created in Ontario, Canada by Greek immigrant Sam Panopoulos in 1962. For more fun facts and hilarious nonsense, tune in to the Back Row Morning Show Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central here on LTN Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Back Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt.
1: And I'm Mo, and today we're belatedly celebrating April Fools.
0: But first, we're going to play a quick round of Who Said It? This time, I got quotes from Michael Scott from The Office, which is a show that you have not fully watched. Yeah. And Phil Dumphy. The dad from Modern Family, another show you have not fully watched. Great. But you understand both the characters.
1: No, I have not watched <laughs> even one episode of The Modern Family. Okay,
0: well, Phil Phil Dunphy is, is we, we talked about the bumbling TV dads, remember? Yeah. That, that trope? Well, he is, he's that. He's the bumbling TV dad. He's He's always trying to be cool for his kids or whatever, but he's always just kind of Seen as
1: Michael Scott is the cringeworthy boss.
0: Cringeworthy boss uh, along the same lines. Slightly
1: pushing the boundaries and
0: (laughs) always wants to be, he wants his workplace to be a family and everyone else just wants him to be a boss. Yeah. So kind of similar characters in different settings. And so uh, good luck.
1: All (laughs) right. I'm sure to lose.
0: <laughs> All right. You got plenty of time in this one though, so don't worry about that. Okay. You have to think outside the box. While everyone is chasing each other outside the box, you want to know what the box is? Empty. Is that uh, Michael or
1: Phil? Phil.
0: Correct. Good job. Well, it was love at first sight. Actually it was no, it was when I heard her voice. It was love at first see with my ears.
1: Hmm. Doesn't really sound like Michael Scott. I'm going to say Phil again.
0: Wrong. That mm. was Michael. Mm. I am Beyonce always.
1: Oh, Michael. Good job.
0: <laughs> they know nothing about home care and maintenance. I don't want them to be dependent. It's up to me to show them what a modern self-sufficient woman looks like. Phil? Yeah. <laughs> make friends first make sales second make love third in no particular order
1: michael Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you break that girl's heart i will kill you that's just a figure of speech but seriously if you break that girl's heart i will literally kill you and your entire family uh michael uh yeah good job uh who okay that was hardly adult entertainment. It was a topless woman on a tractor. You know what they call that in Europe? A cereal commercial.
1: I'm. Um, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Michael.
0: Mm, nope, that was Phil. Mm. <laughs> I wish I was one of those people who thrive on leading a double life. You know, Bruce Wayne, Peter Parker, Hannah Montana.
1: <laughs> Michael?
0: Uh, no, that oh. was Phil. You're forgetting. I was the two-time non-consecutive district salesman of the year. Michael. Wrong. What? Wow. <laughs> Phil Dunphy is a, uh, a home salesman, a, house, oh. a realtor. Okay, well, Uh,
1: (laughs) I didn't know that.
0: I'm an early bird and I'm a night owl, so I'm wise and I have worms. Ew. (laughs) Early bird gets the worm.
1: Uh Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Okay, I do think this one is Michael, for real.
0: Good job. Uh, I'll admit it. I'm uh, attracted to powerful women. Michelle Obama, Oprah, Condoleezza Rice, Serena Williams. Wait a minute. Michael? No, that was Phil (laughs) Bumpy.
1: Okay.
0: I knew exactly what to do, but in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do.
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) Phil. No,
0: that was Michael. (laughs) All right, so this... (laughs) These are so inappropriate. This This is why I don't
1: like... (laughs) The office. You have had to change so many of these.
0: A couple of them were for Modern Family.
1: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: All right, so how how to take off a woman's uh, under 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 underpinnings from the top? You just twist your hand until something breaks. Phil? No, that was Michael. Michael was filming a video for his son in case he died, trying to teach him all the things a man should teach his son. Okay. It was weird. Uh, I'd kill to have those lips. I mean, on me. I mean, I, I want his lips on my mouth. Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Team White is the best. If you ain't white, you ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental racism on the show.
1: Uh. But, uh, I feel like Michael has said this. I'm going with Michael.
0: No, that was Phil. Mm. We're all homos. Homo sapiens. Oh
1: my gosh. (laughs) Phil. Yeah,
0: that was Michael. Wow. You got 44%. But I'd say that's pretty good for someone who's never seen either of the shows.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think I've fully watched... The first four seasons, three seasons of The Office.
0: Oh, really? You've gone all the way to the third season?
1: Yeah, but by fully watched, like I'm not super invested, but I've seen every episode. I got you. Yeah, but I just can't. Seven out of
0: 16. uh, Not quite half.
1: So cringy. (laughs) Yeah. Both of
0: these kind of shows do get pretty... Cringy at times. See?
1: Yeah. I mean, how many of those 16 did you have to alter? <laughs> A few.
0: <laughs> but, of course, for this, they're pulling out some of the most...
1: No, I get it. Controversial. I get,
0: controversial, it. I get still. it. There was only one episode of The Office that had to be PG-14.
1: Yeah, but, Matthew, PG-13? Like... I don't want my fifteen year old watching oh, they're it.
0: They're not they're not compatible. The reason this had to be PG fourteen is because he said one single word and it wasn't a cuss word like P G thirteen, you can say the F word, I think, three times.
1: Yeah, you it's get not, one G D. It's
0: not the same with with TV, V. T V they're Dumb. they're much more strict. <laughs> but anywho, anywho. Let's move on so back is that to what our, our show's about today. That's what our show. about. Are,
1: are we about. getting to talk about Ratings and here we go. (laughs)
0: Uh, no, let's uh get back to our main topic the best April Fool's pranks of all time. Uh, you know, it is harder to fool people nowadays. You know, you talked about how it was the good old days, you know, back in the the late 90s, and you know, because there was no, you know, the internet wasn't a huge thing, it wasn't in everybody's pocket all the time. Yeah, you couldn't immediately check a source or check something to see if it was fake. So people would get drawn into these things and Mm -hmm. think they were real. Yeah. Uh, So my next one is uh, on April 1st, 1976, during an early morning interview on BBC Radio 2, the British astronomer Patrick Moore announced that at 9.47 a.m. that day, a a once-in-a-lifetime astronomical event was going to occur. Pluto would pass behind Jupiter, and this planetary alignment would temporarily counteract and lessen the Earth's own gravity. Moore said that his listeners uh, told his listeners that if they jumped in the air at the exact moment the alignment occurred, they were experiencing they would experience a strange floating sensation. When 947 a.m. arrived, the station began receiving hundreds of phone calls from listeners claiming to have felt the sensation. One woman reported reported I can't read Reported. reported that she and her friends had risen from their chairs and floated around the room. Moore had intended his announcement to be a spoof on uh, pseudo-scientific theory uh, that had recently been promoted in a book called The Jupiter Effect Aligning. Alleging. Alleging. Mm -hmm. I really can't read. That a rare alignment of the planet was going to cause massive earthquakes and the destruction of Los Angeles in 1982. Wow. That's, like... I mean, in some of these cases, when stuff like this happens and, you know, people are like, oh, it totally happened. I do think some people convince themselves that oh, it's happening. Yeah. I'm sure many of these were like, wow, I did feel lighter at yeah, that moment. Yeah, I did
1: feel like I was floating. But
0: then you have the people like, we floated around the room and had a tea party on the ceiling.
1: No, you like, didn't. No, you, why? What
0: are you doing? Whatever. What are you doing? Yeah. Don't lie.
1: This reminds me of the broom thing from last year, the year before. Do you remember how everybody was talking about how if you place oh, your you broom put standing at a certain time or something, a it's because time. of the way that the earth was aligned yeah. that your broom would stand <laughs> up and everybody's like, like three fourths of the people are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you've got your one fourth that's like, guys, do it in an hour. It's still going to stand. Yeah. It's because of the broom. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the earth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember that. That yep. was a good one.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, in April, well, April first of nineteen ninety two, airline passengers descended, descending. Good grief! You can't We're read. I can't way, read. Yeah. Um, into Los Angeles Airport might have experienced a momentary feeling of panic when they looked out the window and saw an eighty foot, eighty five foot long yellow banner on the ground that spelled out in twenty foot high red letters. Welcome to Chicago. (laughs) It was raised above the Hollywood Park racetrack, which lay directly along the flight path for arriving planes about three miles from the airport. Park spokesman Brock Sheridan explained, it was something we always wanted to do. We thought it would be kind of funny. And our new management thought it would be a great practical joke. The sign remained up for two days. (laughs) Can you imagine just the... Hopefully, like, the airline crew could have been in on it, too, so that they would be like, Welcome to Chicago. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was flying to Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I think that's brilliant. All right. Brilliant. April 1st, 1996, the Taco Bell Corporation took out a full-page ad that appeared in six major newspapers announcing it had bought the Liberty Bell and was renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell. Hundreds of outraged citizens called the National Historic Park in Philadelphia, where the bell was housed, to express their anger. Their nerves were only calmed when Taco Bell revealed a few hours later that it was all a practical joke. The best line of the day came when White House Press Secretary Mike McCurry was asked about the sale. Thinking on his feet, he responded that the Lincoln Memorial had also been sold. It would now be known as the Ford Lincoln Mercury Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Genius. <laughs> Genius. Wow. Uh, April 1st of 1993, a space shuttle landed in San Diego. Sort of. Dave Rickards, a DJ at KGBFM in San Diego, announced that the space shuttle Discovery had been diverted from Edwards Air Force Base and would soon be landing at Montgomery Field, a small airport in the suburbs of San Diego. Thousands of commuters, thousands of commuters immediately headed towards the location, cameras, camcorders, and folding chairs in hand, hoping to witness the landing. So many people showed up that traffic was brought to a standstill, (laughs) requiring the police to start directing cars away from the airport. Of course, there were some clues that the announcement was a hoax. For instance, Montgomery Field is far too small for large aircraft to land there, let alone a space shuttle, and... Also, there wasn't a shuttle in orbit at the time. (laughs) The police were not amused by the prank. They made it known that they would be billing the radio station for the cost of forcing officers to direct traffic.
0: Oh, come on. They couldn't have known that would have happened. Right. (laughs) That's not nice.
1: Uh huh. (laughs) Yep. Wow.
0: Mm -hmm. That's crazy. All right, April 1st, 1972, newspapers around the world reported the sensational news that the dead body of the Loch Ness Monster had been found. A team of zoologists from Yorkshire's Flamingo Park Zoo had come across it while working at the Loch. Now, you might think, before I read any further, that this was a hoax by the newspaper saying that they had, you know, we found the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, no. The researchers tried to take Nessie's corpse back to Yorkshire, but Scottish police promptly stopped them, citing an old law that made it illegal to remove unidentified creatures from Loch Ness. However, subsequent examination of the creature und determined that it wasn't actually Nessie. Instead it was a large bull elephant seal from the South Atlantic. But how had it gotten to how had it gotten to Loch Ness? This was revealed the next day when the Flamingo Park's education officer, John Shields, confessed responsibility. The seal had died the week before at Dudley Zoo. He had shaved off its whiskers, patted its cheeks with stones, and kept it frozen for a week before surreptitiously dumping it in the lock, intending to play an April Fool's prank on his colleagues. He admitted the joke got somewhat out of hand when the police became involved.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow, this is one of those things that I would have a really difficult time, like, admitting guilt for. Right? I'd just be like, I'm going to sit back and watch oh, gosh. this Oh, I don't know how
0: I got there. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Why do I have a freezer
1: the size of this giant seal?
0: I don't know. But... <laughs>
1: okay. So, in late March of 2007... Dan Baines posted on his website images of an 8-inch winged creature, explaining that it had been found in Derbyshire by a man walking his dog, and that it had eventually been brought to him for analysis, since he was known in the area as a paranormal expert. So, what was this thing? Baines speculated it might be a mummified fairy. (laughs) Because the internet loves a mystery, the images quickly went viral, and the result... And with the result, by April 1st, his site was receiving tens of thousands of visitors a day. Wow. Uh huh. Some wrote to him claiming that they had also found similar <laughs> creatures. <People. laughs> Others were mad that he had revealed its location. But at the close of April 1st, Baines admitted it was all a hoax. He had made the fairy himself. He was actually a professional prop maker, Um, but the public's fascination with the creature refused to die. Many rejected his confession, dismissing it as a cover up to hide the real truth. And seven years later, because of his because of the continuing interest in the fairy, Baines successfully funded a make your own mummified fairy kit on (laughs) Kickstarter.
0: The true American way. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's it's, yeah, Mm there have been. I think there was a, a, a photo taken once of a guy surrounded by like fairies that he literally set up himself, but people were so convinced and still to this day, try to use that as evidence that fairies exist, even though he's come out and said many times, no, this was a photo trick. Yeah. Photo trick. Uh, there's yeah. also like this, there's also this kind of bug that flaps its wings at a certain speed. And when you take a picture of it, it makes it like, like this like a, long yeah. tube thing. Mm-hmm. Where, People have speculated this weird alien bug, flying bug exists, flying worm thing exists, and it's just from the frame rate of the photo that you're taking. But stuff like this has gone on for decades.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah peop- there are some people who just have a really difficult time um, understanding jokes.
0: Right, and it's it's like we get we get uh, we jump onto these things because they're fantastical and we want. You know, this kind of fan- fantasy thing to be real, mm-hmm. but then some people just won't be dissuaded of it yeah. at that point. No, it's real. Uh-huh. And if if this is proven wrong, then there's something else out there that's real. Uh-huh. Or it's a hoax yep. to cover up it's the a truth. cover up, exactly. <laughs> they don't want us to know about the fairies. Yep. Because they slaughtered them. Uh, All right, next up, (sighs) April 1st, 1998, Burger King published a full-page advertisement in USA Today announcing the introduction of a new item to their menu, the Left-Handed Whopper, specifically designed for the 32 million left-handed Americans. According to the advertisement, the new Whopper included the same ingredients as the original Whopper, lettuce, tomato, hamburger, patty, etc., but all the condiments were rotated 180 degrees for the benefit of their left handed customers. The following day, Burger King issued a follow up release revealing that the that although the left handed Whopper was a hoax, thousands of customers had gone into restaurants to request the new sandwich. Simultaneously, according to the press release, many others requested their own right handed version. Left handed products of various kinds are actually an old joke on April 1st day, but Burger King's announcements quickly became by far the most famous version of the joke.
1: That's brilliant. <laughs> I, we we give Burger King a hard time most of the time on the show, but, you know.
0: That was pretty good.
1: Burger King of the past in 1998, that was that was <laughs> pretty brilliant. Um, April 1st, 1973, BBC Radio broadcast an interview with an elderly academic doctor, Dr. Clothier, I think is how you say it.
0: Clothier?
1: Clothier. Maybe. Clothier, uh, who discoursed on the government's efforts to stop the spread of Dutch elm disease. Dr. Clothier revealed that some startling discoveries had recently been made. For instance, he referred to the research of Dr. Emily Lang of the London School of Pathological and Environmental Medicine, who had found that exposure to Dutch elm disease immunized people to the common cold. Unfortunately, there was a side effect. Exposure to the tree disease also caused red hair to turn yellow and eventually fall out. This was attributed to a similarity between the blood count of redheads and the soil conditions in which (laughs) affected trees grew. Therefore, Dr. Claudier warned that redheads should stay away from forest for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Dr. Claudier was in reality the comedian Spike Milligan. That's
0: yeah, fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: April
0: 1st, 1994, an article by John Dvorak uh, in the April 94 issue of PC Computing Magazine described a bill going through Congress that would make it illegal to use the Internet while drunk or even discuss sexual matters over a public network. The bill was supposedly numbered 040194, which, of mm-hmm. course, is the date of <laughs> April Fool's Day that year. And the contact person was listed as Lerpa Sleuth. Uh, Passage of the bill was felt to be certain because who wants to come out and support drunkenness and computer uh, inappropriateness? Dvorak explained that the bill had come about because the Internet was often referred to as the information highway. He noted that Congress apparently thinks being drunk on a highway is, is bad no matter what kind of highway it is. The article generated so many outraged phone calls to Congress that Senator Edward Kennedy's office uh, had to release an official denial of the rumor that he was a sponsor of the bill.
1: <laughs> well then.
0: <laughs> uh I mean I, th- I feel like life would be better. Yeah. If that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. But uh Yeah. Say Levy.
1: La <laughs> you uh might actually remember this one. Okay. April 1st, 2014, on its Facebook page, NPR News shared a link to an article with the provocative title, Why Doesn't America Read Anymore? Do you remember? The link generated hundreds of comments. Some agreed with the premise, others disagreed. But what the responses shared in common was that the people who posted them had unwittingly (laughs) demonstrated the relevance of the question by failing to take the time to click on the link and read the article. (laughs) If they had, they would have discovered a short paragraph stating, We sometimes get the sense that some people who are commenting on NPR stories that they haven't actually read. If you're reading this, please like this post and do not comment on it. Then, let's see what people have to say about this story.
0: <laughs> I, I re- do remember this. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. This was good. hmm Oh, people. <laughs> you people. Everybody who commented on that should be banned from the internet. For, yeah, it's for, true. For five years.
1: It's true. <laughs> I remember reading it and going, but this, like, it's a joke, but it's not really an April Fool's joke, because it's true. <laughs>
0: like,
1: everybody's proving its accuracy right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. April 1st, 2002, the British supermarket chain Tesco ran an ad in The Sun announcing the successful development of a genetically modified whistling carrot. The ad explained that the carrots had been successfully engineered to grow with tapered air holes on their side. When fully cooked, these air holes caused the vegetable to emit a 97 decibel signal indicated they should be removed from the stove ninety seven decibels is roughly equivalent to the noise level of a jackhammer or a pneumatic drill. Opponents of their car- opponents of their carrots envisioned a nightmare scenario of future generations becoming deaf as a post, albeit with improved vision. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's just I mean, that's just nice. That's a nice one. That's a wholesome <laughs> prank.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, April first, nineteen fifty, motorists driving along the scenic rim of the World Highway near Lake Arrowhead in Southern California encountered something remarkable. All the pine and cedar trees lining the road had grown. Oranges overnight. <laughs> the transformation turned out to be the work of the residents of a nearby town of Sky Forest, led by the cartoonist Frank Adams. They had crept out during the night and strung 50,000 oranges in the trees along a one mile section of the highway. The fruit was left over from the recent National Orange Show in San Bernardino. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: If you got them left over, might as well.
1: Can you imagine just driving to work first thing in the morning, <laughs> taking so your normal confused. route? What is in the tree? Are those oranges? Everything I know is in the, in the pine trees? Those can't be oranges. What? I'm so confused. Is
0: that why we get oranges in our stocking at Christmas?
1: Oh, man, I would I would end up having to pull over on the side of the road to like take a moment to figure it all out. Yeah. I'm, I'm losing it. I know I am.
0: <laughs> uh, April 1st, 2011. Google announced the introduction of Gmail Motion, a new technology that would allow people to write emails using only hand gestures. Gmail Motion, the company explained, used a computer's webcam for a spatial tracking algorithm to track a person's gestures and translate them into words and commands. For instance, a person could open a message by making a motion with their hands as if opening an envelope. Or they could reply to a message by pointing backward over their shoulder. By 2011, Google had become well-known for making spoof announcements every April 1st, with its annual spoofs both highly anticipated and widely shared. But Gmail Motion was one of the more believable jokes. In fact, within a few days, programmers had demonstrated that it was possible, if not practical, to create a working gesture-based email system like Gmail Motion using existing off-the-shelf technology. Hmm. Mm,
1: interesting yeah
0: not sure about practical but interesting
1: i think i would probably end up inadvertently doing things i didn't mean to do (laughs) um april 1st 1995 for hundreds of years the gondolas of venice have been colored black And only black. According to legend, this is because after the plague struck Venice in the 16th century, it was decreed that all gondolas had to be black as a tribute to its victims. Therefore, massive shock and outrage was triggered by an announcement on the front page of Il Gazzettino Venezia when the city... Council had decided that all gondolas should henceforth be colorized, not only with bright shades of red, yellow, blue, and green, but also with swirls and geometric shapes. The city council, the paper said, made this decision after conducting thorough market research on the tastes of tourists and Venetians, which had determined that people were tired of seeing dismal black boats plying the canals of Venice.
0: (laughs) That's just mean. That's (laughs) mean to play on the town. Uh, That's mean.
1: It's It's still funny.
0: (laughs) April 1st, uh, 1983. BMW's UK division ran an ad in British papers revealing that one of its engineers, her blonde, uh, had designed a sunroof that could be kept open even in the rain, thanks to jets of air that blasted water away from the top of the car. The system worked completely automatically, even in a car wash. Those seeking more information were directed to Curie Miss April Worst. In the BMW (laughs) marketing department, the ad was the the start of a long tradition of the company creating spoof ads every April 1st. In fact, BMW has been creating April Fool ads longer and more consistently than any other company that we're aware of. The success of their ads played a large role in convincing other companies to run spoof ads on the 1st of April. The practice has now become so widespread that many companies say they feel compelled to create spoof ads on April 1st, lest their customers think they lack a sense of humor.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. Miss April Worst. <laughs> Genius. Oh, God. Uh, March 31st, 1998, an article in the Financial Times detailed an agreement that had been struck between the Old Royal Observatory in Greenwich, England, and the Guinness Brewery. Um, wherein Guinness would be declared the official beer sponsor of the Observatory's Millennium Celebration. Greenwich Mean Time would be renamed Guinness Mean Time. <laughs> and instead of counting seconds in pips, as was traditional, the Observatory would count them in Pint drips. The (laughs) Financial Times lamented that the deal marked a new low in corporate marketing and set a brash tone for the millennium. (laughs) But what the Financial Times didn't realize was that it had fallen for a joke. The Guinness Press release from which it had taken the information had been marked for April 1st release. The Financial Times subsequently published a curt retraction clarifying that Guinness meantime had been apparently intended as part of an April 1st spoof. (laughs)
0: uh don't be salty financial times right you fell for a joke
1: you fell for a joke (laughs)
0: uh april 1st 2010 online retailer think geek think geek that's hard to say announced a new exciting product canned unicorn meat which it described as the new white meat and an excellent source of sparkles It's unlikely that many people believed ThinkGeek was really selling unicorn meat, but the concept proved popular enough that a few months later, the company started selling the product for real. Customers who ordered it received a stuffed unicorn toy inside the can, except the customers in Germany who complained that they weren't receiving their orders. Eventually, the reason for the delay was traced back to the shipments being halted by German customs officials who apparently believed that unicorns were real and had therefore decided that the product fell afoul of regulations banning the importation of meat from rare animals.
1: (laughs) At least they were doing their job. Hey, yeah. They're being thorough. (laughs) Um, April 1st, 1996, Virgin Cola ran an ad in British papers announcing that in the interest of consumer safety, it had integrated a new technology into its cans. When the cola passed its sell-by date, the liquid reacted with the metal in the can, turning the can bright Blue. Virgin warned that consumers should therefore avoid purchasing all blue cans. Coincidentally, Pepsi had recently unveiled its newly designed cans, which were bright blue.
0: that's so mean. (laughs) That's so mean. (laughs)
1: Listen, it obviously didn't affect Pepsi at all. Like...
0: <laughs> that's such a mean prank. Uh, oh, that's good. That's genius. A good like yeah. All right. And the last one, and this is my favorite one, and it has been my favorite one since I first learned about it. The great comic strip switcheroony happened on April 1st, 1997. When comic strip fans opened up their papers, they discovered that their favorite strips looked different. Not only that, but in many cases, characters from other strips popped up out of place. The reason for the chaos was the great comic switcheroonie. Forty-six comic strip artists conspired to pin each other's strips for one day. For instance, Scott Adams of Dilbert took over Family Circus by Bill Keene when he added a, a touch of corporate cynicism to the family-themed strip by allowing him to show his famous, uh... Oh, sorry. By having the mother tell her kid to work cuter, not harder. Jim Davis of Garfield took over Blondie, which allowed him to show his famous overweight cat eating one of Dagwood's sandwiches. The stunt was a masterminded by Rick Kirkman and Jerry Scott, creators of the Baby Blues comic strip. When asked why he participated, Scott Adams noted, You don't get many chances to tunnel under the fence. So go online as soon as the show's over and go check out that. Uh, it's you know They have it online every single comic strip. And go see all the, the switcheroonies that happened back then. Uh, I mean, I guess it's only... <sighs> do do kids these days even read the comics in the newspaper? I don't think so.
1: Do they mm, even don't read comic strips
0: ever? I know they still exist.
1: I did. I, and I remember this.
0: Yes. It was so good. Yeah. It was so fun, so funny. So if you're if you're uh, 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 a zenial like us, then you'll appreciate it. Yeah, go go check them out and go see the the Switcheruni and imagine what it would have been like to be opening your newspaper that morning and seeing. <laughs> <laughs> seeing Garfield showing up on Blondie,
1: I was so confused <laughs> and frustrated. I remember just being like, "This doesn't even make any sense. What is happening?"
0: <laughs> no, they've tried doing it a couple times since then, but they've never gotten as much uh, as much
1: participation. Participation, yeah.
0: And comic strips started like booming after that a little bit, like kind of like uh, just just. There were too many. It was oversaturated with mm. new ones. Yeah. And because new ones are cheaper to run, a lot of newspapers were putting at least half of them as new ones, but they would be picking them at random, essentially. And so you didn't have the same kind of uniformity across newspapers either. You didn't see the same ones. Uh, and so it just didn't work as well. So eventually, I think it just switched to, like, two artists would swap, mm. you know, for a day occasionally. But uh, this, one was, this one was big, and they pulled it off well. <laughs> Very good. That is, that is the list that we have pulled out. Uh, but again, you can go to hoaxes.org and uh, see the entire 100 uh, yeah. of these best ones of all time. There's we barely one, covered
1: want. a fourth of yeah, them. Barely.
0: Barely. Yeah, if that. Uh, so I think we got to 21 of them. 21. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, go, uh, go check them all out. Mm-hmm. It's a long read. It'll be a day. But uh, take a day <laughs> and enjoy laugh yeah. at some of the the just hilarious things that have happened in the past, and unfortunately probably won't really happen much in the future like I think the one that you shared the one with the um the first one that you shared the the classroom thing with the phone call all yeah. that you know that's something that could still happen today, but you know these weird stories of uh you know well spaghetti trees and and uh Loch Ness Monster being found and all that, I don't, people won't fall for that today. Yeah. That just won't happen today. The the golden age of April Fool's when it comes to fantastical stories and pranks like that just won't happen anymore. Now yeah. it's just uh, playing that water game where you have someone look into a bottle of water and then you splash it in their face. I mm. mean, that's, that's the extent of April Fool's.
1: Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You got to get real creative these days. Yeah. You can't, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is April Fool's Day is more personal at this point. You can't do big widespread things. Sure. Like Google, you know, Google does them every year. I'm not sure they did one this year. I looked for a Google one this year and I never found one.
1: I, You know, we all thought that 2020 was like the craziest year ever. I really do feel like 2021 is beating it and in a very different way. It just doesn't. Feel
0: I feel like most people feel beaten. Yeah. Like they, they don't wanna like they're just they're just down now.
1: Well like I twenty
0: twenty destroyed them and they don't care anymore.
1: I think everybody's just playing everything everything uber safe. Yeah. Like we're just gonna tiptoe through this year. Mm-hmm. And make sure we don't fall <laughs> into cracks anywhere that make are. sure hidden. we don't
0: tick this year off.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So
0: I feel like this year is going a little bit better, but that's it more is. of a personal, I guess, a personal perspective. It's it absolutely is going better than,
1: than 2020. It's just new and strange in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, The last <sighs> April Fool's joke that I remember actually playing, like, big one that I remember actually playing, I think I've shared with you before, was when I was a kid, I swapped the sugar and the salt
1: mm-hmm. in my kitchen. Yeah.
0: And uh, nobody noticed on the first day, and then I forgot about it. And it was, like, three days later, my mom was trying to make a jug of uh, sweet tea. And she took a drink of it, and it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is... So- And she called me and they're like, Did you put salt in the in the the sugar thing? I'm like, Oh yeah.
1: April Forgot all
0: about that. Sorry. But the the funny part was apparently for three days my dad had been eating sugar on his (laughs) eggs and didn't notice. (laughs) <laughs> These eggs are turning really good lately. Yeah, huh? Getting
1: Doing something different. Actually
0: eating uh, Cadbury cream eggs. Oh That's my gosh!
1: Breakfast. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we'll share our latest Twitter poll about uh, April Fool's Day.
1: More backroom morning show to come.
0: Stick around. What up, my nerds? We here at Love Thy Nerd are beyond honored that you let our podcast blast in your earbuds each week, but we're also a jealous ministry who wants even more of your love and devotion. If you haven't made LTN Radio a part of your daily routine yet, you are missing out. Not only do you get to hear our exclusive morning shows, Church Nerds, and the Macro Morning Show before they are put on the website, but you also get radio exclusive shows like Bible Thump with Drew Dixon, LTN Rewind, Faith and Fandom 180 with Hector Mirai, The Moment with Megan Moe Oaks, Nerd History, Nerdy Definitions, This Week in Nerdy News, and our LTN specials as well. And on top of all that the rest of our airtime is jam-packed with the absolute best mix of christian rock rap pop and indie that is hand curated by love thy nerd just for you give us a listen at ltnonair.com or download the live 365 app on your smartphone to search and favorite ltn radio thanks and enjoy the rest of the show Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day.
1: But first, we wanted to know, do you still fall for April's, April Fool's pranks? <laughs> April fool Fool's pranks? pranks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I give you three options. Yes, I'm very gullible. No, I trust nothing. And not since the internet. What do you think the answers were? Top answer.
1: Not since the internet.
0: Yep. Forty-six point three percent, so nearly half. Not since the internet. Even those personal jokes we were talking about last segment, you know, you'll see them all over TikTok and Instagram and everything. So a lot of parents have gotten smart. Usually, that's what the videos tend to be. The parent gets in on it beforehand, like recognizes it coming, and turns it around on the kid.
1: (laughs) But see, that is what makes the prank so. I sh- I reshared a video from last year's April Fools.
0: Oh yes, the one where your kids tried to Your son was brilliant in that moment.
1: So my family <laughs> loves April Fools and it's it's a generational thing. My mom I grew up with my mom who treated April Fools like a sacred holiday. It was super important in our home. And I, I appreciate that because I think it's made me a little more of a, a well rounded, humorous person I can appreciate. Yeah you know, that kind of dark humor. Yeah. So anyway, um, I carried that on to my kids. Well, last year, sadly, they didn't do anything this year. And oh, well, but last year, and I was reminded of this in my Facebook memories, um, my oldest and my youngest decided to go in on a prank together and um, turn their brother red while he was in the shower. So my oldest had a giant thing of freezing cold water ice water um and then my youngest had a it was a jello packet (laughs) so the plan was oldest would pour the ice water over the shower while the youngest throws the jello packet the open jello packet of jello into the (laughs) shower just covering him in red dye okay they had planned this they had sat on they were so proud of their (laughs) plan and they're like mom Cannon has to take a shower. Okay. I'll, you know, I can force him. Cannon, go take a shower. And he's like, but I don't want to go take a shower. You stink. Go get in the shower. Fine. (laughs) And I genuinely thought he had no idea. And I really don't think that he had any idea. He just knew that it was April 1st Mm. and to cover his behind. (laughs) So he decides, you know, I'm, I'm going to protect myself and puts a bell it was a, a little Christmas bell that I had had sitting underneath the sink. Um, put the bell on the door handle. So when his brother opened up the door to go into the bathroom, that bell fell on the floor and alerted him. <laughs> and so what he had done was filled up a cup full of soapy water <laughs> from inside the shower. So, the video is genius. Like watching it back, I watched it back six times and laughed harder and harder every time because from the second that my oldest opens the door and that bell hits the floor, he looks at me like, crap, we've been caught. And he yells out, don't look out to his brother, you know, as if he's going to use the bathroom and don't look out. And just as he throws the water over the shower and says, Get him! His brother throws the cup of soapy water out into the bathroom, <laughs> covers both of them. Mila, my daughter, throws the jello packet still and gets red dye everywhere in the bathroom. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was honestly brilliant. It's one of those things I'm going to look back on for years and just laugh laugh
0: oh gracious yep all right the rest of our poll 36.6 percent said no i trust nothing 17.1 says yes i'm very gullible still fall for those april fool's day pranks i mean i i like those people better
1: (laughs) yeah i agree
0: (laughs) especially if you're in good humor about it
1: i agree i gotta (laughs) tell you though matt um talking about my mom yeah and april fools so Topher got his braces off on on april fools this year okay and so i called my mom because i wanted to facetime her so she could see his smile sounds yeah. metal um and she doesn't answer and then i get a text that says yo i was like yo question mark <laughs> sent it back and then they replied who is this i said who is this this is your daughter It's my, you know, it's my mom's number. And the person's like, nah, wrong number. And I was like, so I'm looking at it and I'm checking to make sure. I mean, I just (laughs) talked to her a couple days ago. So I messaged my sister and I'm like, did mom change her number? And she's like, no, but she's at work until nine. So maybe that's why she's not responding. And I was like. No, she's she's responding, but she's pulling my leg and she thinks that I'm too dumb to remember. <laughs> so it was actually May third or March 31st. Sorry. It was the day before April Fool's Day. Yeah. It's like she thinks I'm too dumb to remember that tomorrow's April Fool's <laughs> ain't stupid. She didn't raise no fool. So I text the number back and I'm like, ha ha. Very funny. I know you're at work. Your grandson got his braces off, and I just wanted for you to see his new smile. FaceTime me when you get home at 9 o'clock, since I know that's when you get off work tonight. I hit send, and then I was like, punk, and hit send again. (laughs) And then the person's like, nah, for real. I ain't your mom. You got the wrong number, but congratulations to your kid. (laughs) I go back and look at my contact. And there was about a three-year period where my mom lived in Georgia and had a Georgia number. Oh, no. And so (laughs) I had both numbers saved under mom within the same contact. Ed, poor guy. (laughs) So I messaged my mom and I was all like, see what happens when you treat April Fool's like a sacred holiday? I thought for sure you were pranking me. And this poor kid, who's obviously some teen dude, just got an earful called a punk because I was texting your old number.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: I screenshotted and sent it my, to my sister, and she's like, oh, my gosh, Meg, I can't believe you did that. That's so embarrassing. And I was like, nah. <laughs> oh. April Fools. I should have texted it the next day and been like, April Fools, Matt."
0: Nah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> April Fools, I'm your neighbor. Don't call this number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. gosh. That's yep. great. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yep. And the perfect story to end our show for today. Let's <laughs> end with our verse.
1: Our verse for the day is Matthew sixteen twenty six. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul?
0: My face hurts. (laughs) I'm smiling. That was so good. All right. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit profit organization and your gift is tax deductible
1: follow us on all the socials at at the back row ltn at ltn on air and at love thy nerd and don't forget the back row morning show has its own facebook group community for christian humor back row baptist church so search us out and join in on the fun unless
0: we delete it we might delete it (sighs) (laughs) getting out of hand
1: we're not deleting it we're just just not fun
0: just people have fun.
1: We're going to start ruling with an iron fist. So grumpy. That's people all. are so
0: grumpy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why'd you join if you, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's a whole nother. we already did this show.
1: Yep, go ahead, <laughs> go, go ahead, finish out.
0: <laughs> Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN radio, LTNonAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the background morning show podcast version on Spotify, Apple podcasts, etc. subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely.
1: We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too.
0: Mo, final thought.
1: You know, only fools don't laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Once again, I'm Radio
1: Matt, and I'm Mo. <laughs>
0: and remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true.
1: Yes, wa anata o aishite iru otaku.